Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. He tricked <laughs> Pat and I into going out early, drinking on our own. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough trick. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Thamel. The line of the night was when I said I was too tired to mock Pat for losing the bet, and Dan declared, I'm never too tired to mock Pat. <laughs> and SI's Pat Forty. Sully did make the secondary beer run, so yeah, all of a sudden now I'm cussing on her. Um, right. So yeah. unlike you. <laughs> Here's Pat. Pete and Dan, welcome to the podcast where we're going to say something that no sane person ever thought would be uttered. Ed Orgeron, national championship coach. Coach O, put one over on all of us. <laughs> coach 15 and O, we coming. <laughs> if you had told me when I was like a junior working at the Daily Orange that Syracuse defensive line coach Ed Orgeron would someday be a national championship winning head coach. Ed Orgeron, who had baggage for alcoholism. Ed Orgeron, who had baggage because of off-field incidents. Ed Orgeron had to go to Nickel State. And I don't know which is the worst place to spend in purgatory, Nickel State or Syracuse. <laughs> he almost got kicked out of – he quit LSU yep. as a player, then was working for the phone company, digging ditches in South Louisiana. Then he got he went to Northwest State and almost got kicked out of there for partying too much. Partied his entire early coaching career. Forget when he was a D-line coach at Syracuse. Two years ago, when he lost to Troy. Troy, that's what I was going to say. I mean, as recently I as... I fired him that night yeah. on Yahoo. I can, I can assure you. As recently as you. 2017, I thought that he was in over his Troy head. Troy rammed the ball down their throat, too. I watched... It was on ESPNU. I remember it vividly. I watched much of that game. It wasn't like Troy like ran two reverses and blocked a kick. They they they, they had a back who ran for two hundred yards. At Fifteen and zero. Fifteen and zero. Seven wins over teams ranked in the top ten at the time of the kick. So we're giving a little extra credit for Texas, but still four victories over top five teams. A win at Alabama. The two playoff games, average margin of victory, 26.0. The total ass kicking. Somebody said they had a stat that they beat the entire top four preseason rankings teams. Alabama, Georgia, Clemson. Who would be the fourth one? Oklahoma, I guess. I mean, yeah, I think Ohio State would have been in there. But yeah, yeah, I think five of the final eight. uh, My best stat from tonight was that Joe Burrow had his worst 
passing game statistically of the season. Not total yardage for touchdowns, obviously, because he had four or something and five touchdowns. But his Let me call it? up his stats. Thirty one of forty nine. Thirty one of forty nine, four hundred and sixty three yards, five touchdowns. So Man, percentage wise, it was crap. actually by far his worst <laughs> night. Like by far. Because I scanned it and I was yep. glad I didn't have to do any math. I was like, nope, none of those are that low. Because he was all within, he hadn't missed 10 passes in like only two, three games all year. Great team. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, it, I think you got to put them down as one of the better teams of all time. The yeah. top four in the rankings were Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma. Beat all four of them. Beat the, beat the socks off all four of them. Should we set the scene for our listeners of where we are right now? Well, it is it is glorious. We are at yes. the end of a hallway <laughs> on the third floor of the Sheridan. It is 2.34 Louisiana time, which is an important thing we've got to watch because the bar <laughs> down the hall here closes at 3. <laughs> Sully. I will go on a run, please. <laughs> we've got Sully on call Need here. another round of drinks. Uh, believe me, I have a timer going that normally goes for the podcast, but this time it's for a beer run. Okay. There you go. Good work. Don't even press it. Yeah, that said, <laughs> do not trust Sheridan <laughs> bartenders. Right. We are in Louisiana, so there is actually a place you can walk across the street, buy spirits, gifts, and the luggage. And luggage. Yeah. If you want to buy a lot of spirits, called, you can yeah. put them in luggage. Jazz, luggage yeah. Jazz City Wine Company, spirits, gifts, and luggage. Awesome. Open 24 hours a day. Yeah. What could ever go wrong there? <laughs> it sounds, yeah. sounds good. Still plenty of people walking the streets, many well, emergency vehicles going by. We're so. across from the LSU team hotel. I'm actually watching players pour out right now and hit the bourbon street okay i was like i don't want to know what's going on in some of those rooms <laughs> um pat was supposed to buy us beer because he picked clemson nice job yeah the line of the night was when i said i was too tired to mock pat for losing the bet and dan declared i'm never too tired to mock pat <laughs> and that's not so I know. lost that bet but he's not paying up well see i don't even know what um, this that's because i'm smart we come back to the hotel here where the media hospitality's got the beer for free pete did pay up uh we'll get to the game but we, we know there's a lot of issues we got to clear through here the uh thoad the hour of aggressive drinking <laughs> yeah, is that it's called the, <laughs> yes, thoad. the thoad did occur last thursday but Pete, very strategic. He was the coach O oh, of, yeah. of keeping the, the THOAD minimal. You're not coming. He <laughs> tricked Pat and I into going out early, drinking on our own. <laughs> yeah, that was a tough trick. <laughs> <laughs> we're and easily tricked. Tried to buy us booze after dinner when we were already, you know, we, we, the pump we, was primed <clears throat> a little bit. We'd, we'd been down the, <laughs> down the road pretty far. And so then we only really ordered like one or two really expensive you had a bourbon, I had a whiskey, but right. I was also drinking like Dixie Light. And, yeah, no, there was, yeah. yeah. So, yes, Pete got us the, for the SOAD to, to hit so far into the night that we really couldn't ring it up very much. How high did we get? Uh, a buck 20. Okay. But right. much like when I lost last year's it wasn't uh, just the year long pool, there. and I sent Pat a case of Bush Lights, which is still in his fridge <laughs> as is. like an albatross. I got to drive down there and save that. <laughs> I, was, I, I also relished winning the bet by losing this time because Pat was so insufferably hungover the next day. Oh. Be, only because he ordered some like really fancy bourbon and he ordered yeah. like a double and he just had this like glosh of brown liquid and his 
soon as I stopped taking a sip of it, I was like, oh, that's not. If it wasn't for that, though, we wouldn't even got to a hundred bucks because I, I I was drinking what like Yinglings and those are four bucks down here. Some other randoms on there try to ring it up on Pete for all the bold talk (laughs) of running up the tab. The Thoad was really we got out. We got outsmarted. (laughs) We did. He goes, discipline isn't your too strong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Discipline, discipline, if we were in South Bend, you don't have much discipline. Discipline in New Orleans. <laughs> too bad we, we didn't ring him up last year. I mean, drinking out in San Francisco is a hell of a lot more expensive than, than in well, New Orleans. Whatever. Anyway, so bets are sort of being paid and not paid, but uh, the hour of aggressive drinking did occur, uh, just not as aggressively as we would have liked. So back to this game, because it was a national championship. Joe Burrow. <laughs> Here I am trying to talk football. See yeah. This? Two, two mo- bozos. Um, <laughs> Joe Burrow is, uh, is awesome, man. Unbelievable. I mean, just have never seen a, a season this good and B a season this good from somebody who last year was pretty pedestrian. I mean, it's just, you know, we've talked about it before, but the themes just keep reinforcing yeah. themselves, you know, of what he was able to do and the plays he made in this game. I mean, just one phenomenal play after another. And the throws, Jamar Chase is a monster. But he was dropping those throws into him. It wasn't like he was terribly covered. 221 yards for Chase on nine catches. I, I actually think the most memorable play he made tonight was on the first play of the game. And it got called back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold. He had this, like, supernatural pocket sense. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you're like... It's going to be a safety. And then he like scoots up, avoids the rush and lobs a perfect ball 35 yards in the air, probably yeah. 40 yards in the air down the field. Now, the play could call back, but it was literally like they're not losing. As soon as he did that, I was like, they're not losing. And look, I, I believe they punted their first three possessions. They did. I mean, that's the thing. It's not, you know, they scored 42 points, but it wasn't like they were up and running at full LSU speed the whole game. It was a quiet 42. <laughs> it was a weird game because yeah. Clemson had its moments, but yeah. it, you kind of never really, never really believed in them. The second half was a disaster. Yeah, they ended the game punt, 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 fumble. Yeah, so that was it. Was the yeah. third the the in, late in the first half? There was the third and nineteen. Yeah, the game was probably the biggest play of the game. Yeah, and 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 there was the it was third and nineteen. Clemson had. Uh, LSU was third, third, 19. They throw a ball downfield. It's not going to get caught. Probably terrible pass interference by Clemson. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. only person who didn't think it was pass interference was, uh, was a Deion Kendrick. Yeah. The guy that committed the yeah. penalty. They yep. go down and score. That is their third straight touchdown. They take 28, 17 lead at that point. Yeah. And then it looked, although then they didn't, I thought, Oh, they're going to come out. It's going to be 35, but, uh, yeah, look at the second half for Clemson. Touchdown, punt, 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 fumble. Yeah, um, no, Clemson. And that's – Trevor Lawrence did not play a good second half. I mean, he missed a lot of guys. He was throwing the ball high a lot. He was overthrowing a lot, especially to the outer thirds. You know, and that's the thing that stood out to me. And I wrote about him, and he, he was very distraught after the game. To me, this is – this shows we're dealing with young people still. And the difference between Trevor Lawrence at 20 and Joe Burrow at 23 is significant. You know, I fully expect Trevor Lawrence when he's 23 to look like Joe Burrow does now in terms of of having that, you know, just unshakable poise and confidence in the big, big game. That's still advantage to the older guy here. Lawrence, this is from uh, Preston Johnson. Lawrence had four second half completions. Etienne didn't carry it a single play after 1049 of the third quarter. Other than that weird 
option pitch on the sideline. Yeah, right. That was like, Short we side. don't know what we're doing. Like, yeah. like, we are lost. Terrible play calling by Clemson yeah. in the second half. Yeah. Dave Miranda deserves a lot of credit. Like, he, he adjusted and they folded. I remember watching that play going, they're going to forever regret that they had Trevor Lawrence in a national title game and they aren't. Like throwing it around the. I'm sorry, you know, it's not they, the they throw option. it around. He was he was missing guys. I mean, I, my feeling on Lawrence watching him tonight was he is so talented and so confident in his ability. He is overconfident, and normally that works. But there were a, a number of plays where he had easier passes, and he is going for these 35 yard outs. He's throwing them deep. There was a play where he, he kind of rolled right, went to the left side outside the numbers. And they're, they're actually were pretty close to being completed, but they're such low percentage plays. Yeah, no, that's a good point. He just tries to hammer these balls in there because he can, and it works when you're playing, uh, you know, NC State. Right. But, it, it, you know, these guys, look, and, and that's going to be the thing he's got to figure out in the NFL when he eventually gets there and when he's 23 is like, I can't just, I can't just throw it over everybody through everybody. And that I think that, really you know, hurt. and it's funny. I think he struggled with that at the beginning of the season. That was one of the reasons he didn't start very well, because Dabo said as much uh, after the Louisville game, which, you know, up to that point, he wasn't playing very well. And he said, you know, he's just got to take the easier throws sometimes. I did a story on him going into the game, which I had some stuff left over from media day in Phoenix and both Tony Elliott and Brandon Streeter, the quarterback coach, said they thought his season turned in the second quarter of the Louisville game because he threw two picks. You were there, Pat, obviously. He threw two picks in the first quarter, and they basically were like, the check down is your friend. Yes. And when he when he realized the check down was his friend, thinks because they were like behind the chains all night and they couldn't get and they couldn't get moving. And Elliot put it something to the effect of like, you you know, we need to we need to hit singles too. You can't just hit home runs. But it's hard because in that offense, they want to chunk play you. Well, they do. And they, you know, he can do it and they and he's throwing the guys that are used to winning those one on one battles, but you got to get the ball to them. And he was missing them. But yeah, he was trying too many hero balls basically you know for lack of a better term and i think that's again youth and dan's probably right overconfidence to a degree and like yeah so i can i'm just gonna make this spectacular play he hasn't played that many games I mean, no. how many games has he been behind in his life oh very few if you had to say in his career of the 25 games he started how many has he had a double digit deficit in i would say none i was thinking about this um you know, like, like someone just, called Tim Beret. He's got yeah, to be right, off. right. The Syracuse game where he got hurt, they yeah. might have been down double digits, but he wasn't even. Yeah, he, he didn't finish the game. The game. Yeah. So, so after that, I guarantee they did not have a double digit deficit, and they didn't this year, did they? I, I can't imagine. I can't recall one. That was a problem. They they weren't going to be able to keep up on a shootout. Burrow was better. Princess Katharina. Is correct. <laughs> yeah, she Princess really was. Kat, you know what? Yeah, she. The kinda, voodoo priestess. I hope the nailed it all. Doesn't go after her. Go down Remember, the Decatur Street. Man. Yeah, she it was right. intuitions. So Maybe Burrow that damn kangaroo really is alive. Burrow it out. The kangaroo is alive. They're partying in Guntown. <laughs> said she liked Lawrence's hair, but Burrow is going to have a better night. Said Coach O was going to have a better night than Dabo. Yep, and. Key development, she said the Popeye CEO would win the, was, chicken, would win war. the chicken war and she nailed it. The post game meal, Clemson had Chick-fil-A, LSU had Popeye's. Honestly. That's, that's the winner. That could yeah. splinter the South. <laughs> <laughs> it is amazing. They really are split. 
Clemson's a little more, you know, a little more religious. Mm-hmm. It's not as a state school, but there's, there's a little more, you know, and LSU's like, nah, double batter that thing and fry <laughs> it up. Let's go. Speaking of deep fried Southern things, uh, we haven't t- spoken about the president's entrance yet. Yeah. Which will be a memorable <laughs> thing. <laughs> president's well, entrance. This is what they Deep fried Caesar salad. Yeah. Deep fried red ties. <laughs> he did come. Uh, deep fried tweets. Politi- political. Um, Political football. Political football. Yeah. Political rally. Yeah. Stick to sports, except no, don't. No. no. Yeah. But uh, the big thing was we had video on the Yahoo Sports College Twitter feed and the president retweeted us. Right. Is that right? That's a big get. Yeah. That's a really big get. Occasional podcast co-host. Yeah. President retweeted us, which. uh, 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 So if you're listening. Donald, I'm sure he's a listener. (laughs) He might be. Uh, you never know. He's sitting no. around, you know, executive time. I don't have. <laughs> We're a probably a little highbrow for him. I'm, I'm not going to give a message to him. Um, <laughs> but my 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 favorite part of the whole Trump part of this was when I looked down. You know, he comes out there with the ROTC people and everything, and auxiliary media seating was right below me. And there's two people with their credentials around their neck standing up. Yeah! <laughs> I can't imagine either of these media cores have hardcore fans in them. Yeah, right. Who Shocking. don't who don't understand press box decorum. I, yeah. Are you not? I I I did not because I was just I don't I don't really do much in the press box, including any work. But are you not allowed to cheer? Like I've cheered for when they bring out the soldier and like the family. I've cheered for a good anthem on occasion. I think I, that, I think I've cheered for a good anthem. Yeah, they, they still, do like they, 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 the they, they get the little girl and the mom out in the field. Oh, oh, daddy's going to be home <laughs> soon. And then there he is. <laughs> and then, you, I mean, come and on. So that he, gets me every time. Until I was in like an NFL game and I figured out that there, the guy was only like in like Fayetteville. <laughs> <laughs> like for a month of training. Yeah. So that is like, kind of a foreign yeah, country. Yeah. And, like, and he's had a lot of bad football. When they started so. this thing, it was like, dude's back from Fallujah. Like, man, I'm going to shoot. Like, this guy just went to North Carolina for three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Learned how to drive Basic a training, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're out of soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the, the, the NFL. We're going to start sending them over to get them back. <laughs> for, for, for That's when time. the NFL was charging the army for this. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah. guys. Just, yeah. Jesus. Mani- uh, manipulative patriotism in football. What a, what a surprise. Should, would I don't go know together. what the rule is on cheering for um, political rallies. Yeah, I, there was a political I, I, rally. I, I, I did game. not look very kindly on that. Let myself. there be no doubt that was a political rally. That outcome was as predictable as like Alabama playing Eastern Kentucky on September 14th. Like it was a really that they was cheered a, for him. That no, was a no, no, fifty-three no. nothing. You know, pencil it in before the game starts. Yep. Got Mel- Melania was out there and everything. So uh, I did not think uh, the security was actually nothing. I he pretty much walked s- through as easy as anything. Yeah, uh, it was. Bad. Mine was much more stringent than usual. Well, like they, they pulled everything out of my bag. That means they watch. That means they have, yeah. they have, they have, they have <laughs> discerning taste. Uh, <laughs> they've listened to the podcast once. <laughs> no, yeah, they know an enemy like, of the state when yeah. they see one. Yeah, they didn't retweet Sports Illustrated tonight, did they? They retweeted. Yeah, okay. you're a New York Fine. liberal media organization. <laughs> Uh, where does this website? They're like, this yeah. idiot couldn't hurt anybody anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, go ahead, take a These check. guys have an exclamation point on their credential. <laughs> They're <run> good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, didn't didn't see it as a big deal. So, so. supposedly by a little little juicier on the Trump visit. Supposedly he stayed to the end of the third quarter. 
I asked a, uh, you know, deeply sourced college football official. I said, hey, did you just bail after the anthem? They said, no, he went to a suite and he stayed. And he's supposed to going to leave at the end of the third quarter. And really, quite frankly, I would have left if I could have at the end of the third quarter, too. So. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, as soon as uh, I mean, the game lasted forever. Did he go back to the to the White House? I mean, he has other things to do. Like, you I would think. Yeah. Like, I don't think I mean, I, get I don't the know. Political. I totally get that this political rallies and this is yeah. what politicians Does he, does he have do. a golf course in Louisiana? Can he go there? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. He's like, ah, I got to go back. And Did get we the, the public have to pay for that ticket? Probably. Huh? Probably. Yeah, probably. But it wasn't. He didn't own it. So he normally only just goes to his own golf course. I, we would have definitely have all looked with left after the third quarter because the third quarter ended at like 1130 p.m. Eastern time. And here's the thing. Here's what college football does for the fans. OK, they give us a 16 day window between the semis and the championship game. They have let three weekends of the NFL occur. And then they stage a championship game that starts at like 820 and ends at like 12 something. Eastern time on a weeknight on a work night. So way to go. Way to help the fans. That's good. Good job. If you like concocted a scheme, like if you taught a graduate level course on how to hide the national championship game, I don't think you could have come up with a better formula than what they did this year. My favorite was media day on a Saturday morning going right into the wood chipper of back to back NFL playoff days. Like where, you know, like, like all stories disappear, gone. And and at times when people aren't reading them either. And again, I'm not naive to think the print slash digital media is of the, the utmost concern. But you would think you would want some attention on a weekday when the National Football League is not like you would think. Yeah, I so, I bought all the papers this morning flying back from the uh, and again, the papers are aren't the arbiter of everything. But flying back from the coaches convention in Nashville. And, you know, I wanted to read about the games. I bought USA Today, the Tennessee and New York Times. And it was not like prominently featured really anywhere because like New York Times. Too much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee and obviously they are on they, the websites or this morning yes. on talk radio right. yeah, or right. on get up or yeah. and ESPN has to do a ton. Now, it's 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 a extremely poorly designed playoff. It is. There's delay. Was part of it. I'll say this: I don't want to turn this into like you know a bunch of old. I mean, look, we're up, we're here, but eight twenty start. Like, if you're going to start at eight, do all that pregame stuff uh, before. We have eight minutes until uh, well, you're closing, well, then, so I'm just letting you know. Make the run, man. We're making make the, the run. run. We can do this without you for a few minutes. I think. Yep. We'll see. We're gonna can try. we do it? We're going to try really hard because he's going to get another beer. Then, so that that motivates me. But like. Do all the rigmarole. Uh, they got to have the, the bands. And remember, they're like, please stand. And I'm like, oh, here comes the national anthem for the LSU alma mater. Yeah, what? Right. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to. As a matter of fact, what the heck is that? Yeah. Kind of crazy. I don't know. I'm not standing but, for the school. So fight, not even the fight song. And yeah. I mean, at the end <laughs> of the, the game, they was got to link their arms. Oh, like, I know. Oh, yeah. Dear alma mater. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the alma Jesus mater would mean a lot Christ. to Dan, who's never given up penny yeah. to his no alma mater. I don't even know what our alma mater is. I don't care. Yeah, if he paid a parking ticket at LSU, I don't, I just don't that more than he's giving you it is a, the, it, I'm like looking down at that after the game. The, all the Clemson fans are armed, linked, tears running down. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like. Yes, this is a cult. <laughs> I'll say this: if, if you if you're like I'll give you ten thousand dollars to sing one line from the Syracuse alma mater, I would I would not. Be I don't collecting think, the ten thousand. If UMass has an alma mater, I have no idea. 
but I, I'd be I'd be shameful if I they, did. They vacated it like they're they 96 Final it, Four. Absolutely, we don't need it. <laughs> but so, so do, I like do, it. Doesn't need to start at eight. Start at no. eight. Start at seven thirty. The game is college football games are forever. This is well, this is over a four hour game, right? It was uh, yeah. Look, he's got us. Dan's got the stat sheet in front of him. Stat packet. We'll See this that research out. I'm doing? Oh yeah, huge. I grabbed huge. the packet. It on the should way say up. time of game on here. Seven eighteen kick. End took, of game, 11-14. So it was three hours and 56 minutes. Time elapsed, 3.56. I mean, ridiculous. Well, so, part of the so problem was it, like it should have started at 8. Well, yeah. And it then, ends they, at, you know, they did like the 12-minute right. anthem. But it ends at 12-14 well, Eastern they, time, yeah. which not only is bad for old folks, it's bad for working folks working who have folks to work the next really day. Bad, it's bad yeah. for school children who have to go to school. So you're excluding a lot of people from the second half of that game. If it had turned out to be an epic game, I they promise you it. I would say this no matter what, who the president of the United States is, but it started late because we had a political rally. All right, no like, doubt. Well, you no know, doubt. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. I, you know, like, why? Uh, yeah. he's, or we, he's not there to honor the game. No. I mean, give me a break. None of them are. Maybe occasionally those guys, like I think Obama was a basketball fan. He'd yeah. go to yeah. random, yeah. He'd go to random Washington yeah. Wizard games. Yeah. And stuff. <laughs> I don't think he was really getting a lot of, this is clearly a political rally. That's all it was. And it's like, okay, we're going to delay the game some. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I guess if you like Trump enough that you don't care, he could take an hour. People but. did seem to like Trump there. They did, and that lots of people was, do like Trump, and that's yeah. fine. But it, that shouldn't have a bearing on the football game. Let's start the game. You know, here's the, the look. If you want to fix the calendar of this thing, aside from all that, and just starting time, but just to, to again make this a little bit more publicity friendly and user friendly for the fans. First of all, you, you close the gap on this, but this is all ESPN's idea because they. Let's play the game on Monday night because ESPN has Monday night football. So this is their extension of Monday night football by putting it then. Yeah, but a college game's an hour longer than a pro game. I know. So yeah. play the thing. If you want to play it on Saturday, that's perfectly fine. But if the worst, have media day on Monday and two other days and then play the game on Thursday. Thursday night's become a big football night. Play it then. Yeah, I People think are, Thursday would be way better. Yeah. Because you just you're, you're between the you, you have to battle the NFL. Right. You're never so, beating. The you know, NFL. if you counter program enough, you can take most of that week at least, you know, like I, I feel like my friends from home are like, oh, yeah, that game's tonight. Yeah. You know, like it, the college football playoff could write a book uh, like sub the, the, the syllabus or to the book or the addendum would be how to alienate major markets that don't normally watch college football. Right. And big make it, you you begging me to write everybody. another book. You're begging me yeah. to write another book. <laughs> by the way, to the by play. the way, this, to the I don't know play. how this hasn't come up yet, but Dan <laughs> signed a death to the BCS book. What year did death of BCS come out? This was the uh, second one, the second edition. Yeah, second edition. Yeah, it was, it was, I was pretty happy. He when did it come one. out? Uh, I don't know. You signed a copy of this tonight? Yes. What? Yes. Dan had a fan who approached <laughs> him in the press box. What? With a book. With the book and a Sharpie. And a Sharpie. Holy moly. The Sharpie's like really premeditated. He said he yes. was there last year if and you I end didn't up, come to the if national you end title up, like, game. Because like, I didn't want to fly all the way back to San Jose. Yeah, yeah, no. Left us to just friggin' swim upstream without him. But anyway, oh, if you yeah. end up with How your throat you... slit in the hotel room and it's like some weird mystery, I definitely think it's the guy who brought I the sharpie like, in your book. <laughs> I don't no. want that to happen, by the way. He's nice. He's smart. He <laughs> thought it was a good book. Very smart. I have the smartest of cunning. Oh, if yeah. Trump is going to say he's got the smartest of people cheering, I got this. Uh, this one, this edition came out. 
I don't know when it came out. This guy really came up. To, oh my gosh! Uh, 2011. There's a picture. Really? 2011. Came up to you with an eight-year-old, nine-year-old book. There's, There's a, a picture. picture. Yeah. Really? Uh, I was oh, like, oh, some of jokes. Uh, you guys are gonna get kicked out of here if you have that book. And I was like, oh boy, people are like, they already hate me. I, I put on Twitter is the happiest I've ever seen Dan. I, I did laugh. <laughs> Well, that, you know, yes, people who I, run college football don't really yeah, like I bet, me. Yeah, I bet Bill Hancock would love that picture. Well, He's you know what? That Look at that smile. He now says the playoff. Oh, my gosh. He now says the playoff is great. So what do you want me to yeah, do about right. If we, if we know who Dan's random fan is, can somebody please tweet him to us? Because, like, no, his name is Randy. Randy Policon. Okay. 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 From Arizona. Anyway, whatever. Say someone shows up in one of your books. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe John Junker didn't pick up one of his bar tabs. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> he's like, you know what? That Wetzel, that Wetzel was right. I mean, it's a solid book. I mean, that's what you want me to tell you. Uh, plenty still available. As are all editions of Epic Athletes. Feel Don't buy them used. Don't Feel buy them used. Buy them uh, new. Buy an Epic Athlete. Just trying to make a buck over here. What the hell? Uh, this podcast ain't paying me nothing. So, uh, all right. So the, uh, in this game, I don't know. There just wasn't like these, there was incredible plays, but there yeah. wasn't like a turning point kind of moment. It's like Clemson just fell apart. They did have the late pass interface offensive PI. Yeah. That, that I, I don't think was it was going to make a call, difference. So it would have made it a 10 point game. Yeah. But that, that's your puncher's that chance the territory. The end. Yeah, yeah, it did. But to me, the turning point was them giving up the touchdown at the end of the first half, right? Where it got it to, was I it 28-17? Yeah, because yeah. then it was 20, 21-17, yeah. and they were going to get the ball back with about two minutes left. They had two timeouts, and now you're sitting there saying, all right, here we go. And yeah. that sort of was when it's like breaking serve. Right. You know? Yes, exactly. And then, and then I think they their, their, their second-half game plan on offense was just- Was the turning point the draw play? With no timeouts. Oh, boy. What a call there. I mean, what a gutsy call by LSU and for it to work. I mean, I thought it was crazy when he took off and ran. It was obviously a called quarterback draw. They've got no timeouts, 21 seconds on the clock. It's like third and nine, you know, and Joe Burrow takes off. And I'm like, what is he doing? And then it it worked perfectly because Joe Burrow makes everything work perfectly. But still, that was a gutsy call. That could have gone really wrong for them, you know, where they're they're up just basically rushing to spike and then kick a field goal. But instead, it turns into a touchdown. And I think that was a huge play. So let's play this game. If you're Joe Brady, why in God's name would you come back? Yeah, right. Like if you can go to the NFL, he's obviously had reported offers in Carolina. Like what you you cannot catch lightning in a bottle twice. You know, like you just can't. Yeah. And I mean, Miles Brennan ain't. Joe Burrow and look, Derek King entered the portal during the game last night, which I thought was kind of fitting. And he'd been rumored to go there. But if I'm a top quarterback, train, it is an interesting question. If you're a top KJ Costello, um, Anthony Brown from BC, still in the market, there's like four or five decent quarterbacks floating around in the market. Would you go to LSU if Joe Brady left? So it, there's, these are the two things to ponder here. What should Joe Brady do? And if you're a top quarterback, do you trust LSU keeps this system so joe brady was he the offensive coordinator this year or just the passing He's the pass game coordinator he pass basically, game well, as it was explained to me he called a lot of third downs 
and he, he in charge was in charge of past schemes. Now, you know, it's 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 never been de- really clearly delineated what was Ensminger doing versus what was Brady doing. But and Brady's deflected them. Probably no right. one knows. You know, I think which is smart. He's thirty years old, and Ensminger's been there forever and everything. But but clearly, the 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 major difference between. 2018 LSU and 2019 LSU was Joe Brady. And quite frankly, Emsinger has been a pretty much a butcher as an offensive coordinator his entire <laughs> career. All right. There's like two decades of butchery. He's had some moments, but for the most part, like he was Tuberville's OC. Yeah, like, never, like, like, has yes. he ever coordinated a really dynamic offense? No. Yeah. No. I do not have any data to back that up. All I know is no. <laughs> and so now all of a sudden it's the best offense we've ever seen. So yes. I think Joe Brady deserves a pretty fair amount of credit. I got some data. Joe Burrow through 60 plus TDs this year that is that equals basically the last two seasons of what LSU's put out as an offense. I, I think some are Colt Brennan shed a tear tonight. If you are uh, Joe Brady and you are offered an NFL offensive coordinator position, I would go take that position. With Those you. are very, very valuable positions. Sure. Because the uh, step from there is then Carolina with Matt rule, right? The guy's got a seven year deal, but they can fire coordinators quick, but yeah, but he'd get a multi-year deal. He's got a ton of leverage. And if you fail in the NFL, you're still the goldenest of golden oh, you're boys. Still the guy that, he's still the guy that did it. Yeah. He will be the hot assistant that hot assistants are compared to. And then yeah, someone will right. try to hire him to be the head coach somewhere. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I would probably take that. But, you know, it's it's kind of fun being an LSU. Well, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, things I mean, are pretty good yeah. right now. <laughs> things are pretty good. Let me put it this way. If he wants be good to if you're stay, not a quarterback. Yeah. yeah, but if he wants to stay for a little while. And I know that none of these guys, they always move. But, like, if you're like Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator at Clemson, who's been there a while and is kind of waiting, like, he can walk, like, his recruitment right now, he can walk into a, what quarterback in the country is going to listen to LSU right now? Absolutely. You know? He walk in and go, man, I took a guy <clears throat> uh, back up at, at Ohio State and wasn't that good as a, when he got to LSU, and I just made him the number one pick in the draft. Yeah. And I just gave him the 60 freaking touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I want to go play for this guy. So, probably that. Oh, by the way, I'd like to congratulate another third-string quarterback for Ohio State to winning a national title. It's not really- <laughs> what, what if he never breaks his hand? Does he win that starting job in his Ohio State lifting the trophy? Or is it Joe Brady? If Scott Frost had figured out to take him when he wanted to transfer to Nebraska. Yeah, right. Anyone to go there to college, that would have been a mistake of uh, Mike Riley. Was it Mike yeah, Riley? Yeah, right. It was Mike Riley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Pope I don't know. Pelini would have taken him. I think yeah. he needed I think he needed this coordinator and this yeah. uh this talent around. No, him. it's like I mean the ultimate right place, right time circumstances are just I mean, they they just pile up on LSU. Chase, Moss, these guys aren't at, <laughs> yeah. at, at Nebraska. Right. They're not just sitting around going, if only someone would throw me the ball. I wrote that if you had told me before the season that Brady and Burrow would be like the dominant ticket in college football this year, I would have said we'd had a better luck having a presidential candidate win by write-in in 2020. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I mean, Brady it, and Burrow, like, it's no. an unbelievable story. It really yes, is. It really it's, is. It is, you know. I mean, and, and it is as good a season as we've ever seen by anybody, really. Yeah, you know, that's I think, what I wrote tonight. Yeah. The way Clemson ever. finished last year was just breathtakingly dominant. But this was not far behind that. And it's just they their schedule was so hard all year. You know, I mean, they played a big time schedule and they come through it, not just 15 and 0, but a dominant 15 and 0. Coach uh, 
Coach O said he, he had a belief that they could win the national title when they they uh, converted, what was it, third and 14 against Texas? Third, third and 17 or 16? 17, yeah. whatever. Yeah. That was the one, and that was Burrow's big play. Yeah. Uh, wild stat of the game, Clemson won for 11 on third down. Yeah, brutal. I think there was a lot of bad passes from Lawrence. Yep. Yet they somehow gained 23 first, first downs. Well, that they, I think they had a good plan. 23 first downs on first and second. They had a good plan, especially in the first half. You know, I mean, they, they hit LSU with some stuff they were not expecting. And I mean, they didn't capitalize on the right. first drive. No, but Braden Galloway, the receiver who yeah. had been suspended for a year and had not caught a college pass, had two or three big ones early, you know, and they hit some beautiful little dumps to ETN and stuff. They just had some good plays, but they couldn't finish drives, which was partially on Lawrence and partially, you know, credit to LSU's defense. Uh, and and then in the second half, they just completely bogged down. Also, Burrow got sacked five times. Yeah, no, they if, were on if him. Clemson well, especially knew that, early. If yeah. Clemson knew that stat before the game, they would not have thought that, that they would win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sure, we're going to score 42, but that, again, credit to him. They were on him. They were throwing stuff at him. They made him hold the ball at times so that the pressure could get to him. I mean, LSU or Clemson, again, had a good plan, just not good enough to beat Joe Burrow. Burrow, 463 yards. He also had 84 rush or 50, 58 net. Yeah. But um, Ran great. Uh, Clemson kicker. Yeah, B.T. Potter. B.T. Potter, you liked. Pete yeah. said he stunk. <laughs> blasted a 52 yarder in Pete's face. I was like, I was like, I think, I think Clemson's going to win. I'm pretty point. sure he's pointing up at us. Well, at that point, yeah, they're, they're up 17 to seven and they're doing everything right. And you're like, whoa, I, you know. Cousin Harry Potter gave it some magic juice. <laughs> so, uh, how much did Clyde end up with running and receiving? Clyde uh, had uh, ran for 110, receiving 54. See, I mean, that, that guy. <clears throat> he's always a little overshadowed, but boy, is he good. Yeah, and I thought in the first half, they didn't really rush the ball very much. No, and they I really thought, didn't even try. I thought that's what Clemson could do to keep him in the game. It's like they're like, all right, we're going to shut down the run, and we're just going to try to figure it out on the perimeter. Yeah, they didn't hardly even try to run it early. And then, you know, Cl Clyde closed the game for him, which oh, is yeah, what you no want to do if yeah. you've got that kind Clyde of Clyde had just five carries in the first half. Burrow had eight. Yeah. The other thing that we should probably—I mean, so Burrow was Burrow was hurting for a while. I mean, they they hit him hard enough that he was hurting, and there he played big through hits it. in this game, man. You know? Yeah. Jeez. And there's a lot of plays. Did Lewis you see Coach plays. O on the sideline? The the clip of him when uh, Amari Rogers was on the ground. No. He encouraged him to get up, and I'm reading lips, so I can't say I'm directly quoting. But he he said he. Compared to Mario Rogers, careful now. Yeah, no, let it rip. He compared, it out. compared no. him to careful. He was displeased that he was hurt and questioned his toughness with an anatomical analogy. Really? Oh. How about that? Nope. <laughs> yeah, let it rip. That's, it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, right. Let that get uh, rip. Yeah. Three. Sully did make the secondary beer run, so yeah. All of a sudden, now I'm cussing on her. Um, right. So yeah. unlike you. Yeah. They also, they also, the LSU band played their uh, their neck I, song. The neck song. That's when yeah, the which, game was over. In pregame, they lit up neck. And they it did was, it during the game. Uh, they Burrow did it during the was, game. 
I thought that song was banned for the LSU band to play. Yeah, it ain't but, staying banned. Uh, if you yeah, don't Burl on the one, sidelines, like, look it up yourself. It's banned man. until they get yeah. in the national championship game, yeah, and right. basically a home game. They're going to do everything they want. And they're, oh, and they're winning. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I, I don't get offended by anything, but I'm just saying, I know lots of people do, so I'm just not going to say anything about it. But if you want to look <laughs> it up, Certainly a colorful lyric. Oh, it is among the most colorful. I mean, it's a little more fun, you know, than uh, Colin Baton Rouge that they played about 17 times. I mean, geez, the college football playoff. I mean, they like choose your sing along song and like. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah. Like, you know, that is just such cheese whiz. Uh, and, uh, cheese one, one, uh, whiz. Sweet Caroline yeah. won an overwhelming. Yeah, Sweet Caroline versus it's like Journey versus Neil Diamond. What are Could we this doing crowd here? Would be any older and yeah. whiter? Right. Like, God, like what is? I did say. <laughs> all right, so like the pregame concert. God, yeah. like, it's like, it's like, the pregame concert, which they were blasting in the Superdome, is you know, it's like what's his name, Tim McGraw, and somebody else. And I was sitting there wondering, LSU and Clemson fan bases. Like, what percentage of them, their favorite music is country music versus the players? What percentage of them, their favorite music is country music? 85-5. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> Clemson's got some necks. Like they're some, Oh, they've like, got a few. Yeah. They've got a few, but still, I don't know. If you're like an 18-year-old kid. Tim McGraw, though, is kind of old country. Yeah. Like, you know. You're not listening to Tim McGraw, even if you're a redneck at 18. Right, you've moved on I to somebody know. else, right? I don't know. That's why we keep Sully around for eighteen-year-old. Sully, you're from Tennessee. No, I'm, I'm still, I'm still pretty old for. I don't know what college kids listen to these days. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting up there. Listen, every country song's got a pickup truck in it, picking up mom, getting drunk, drinking, drinking like some wine with yeah, some girls barefoot. And this, mm-hmm. We're all dancing in a cornfield. Makes it sound great, but I don't know. I'm a big fan. We're not really a big fan. <laughs> we are officially off the rails. I, look at the game. One thing I don't know what the, I'm, I'm scanning my pack. What are you two doing? You're doing nothing. You know, Pat and I had a much better post game pod in. Uh, in oh Scottsdale. yeah, you had the Temp- best game ever. <laughs> we had a, we had a very good game. Uh, how about we, Dabo, we cut out the clutter? We just got. How about right Dabo Sweeney's uh, post game press conference? Just opened with like a oh look look at this, this quote unbelievable monologue like a seven thousand word opening yeah. statement about uh, no and that's <laughs> he I, I went to it. Dabo like, spoke at least twice as many words as Ed Orgeron. Oh, for sure. But we, you know, you go to the you got to make these decisions. Do you go to the locker room or do you go to the press conference? Press conference is going to be transcribed, so you're going to get that. So, so a lot of times you'll skip that. But I, I had a specific question I wanted to ask Dabo. Pete's getting tired. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I am. You want to take I, a nap, Pete? Pete we'll went and shook hands in Nashville. Yeah, we'll keep talking. Pete just drinks. He went Nashville. When New Orleans, Nashville, New Orleans. I would say he's tired. Yeah, those you are did two it great yourself. cities. I'm sorry, right, I did, but nobody I did. made you do that. Listen, Pete, I just Pat, couldn't hang out with you anymore. Pat's so. making an eloquent point. I, I was trying to, but you know, usually not. It's lost. It's keep gone now. Keep going. What were you saying? No, no, yeah, what were No, but. You've got to make a decision. Do you go to the press conference? Do you go to the locker room? These are reporter decisions. Yeah, that's and true. so I opted press conference because I had a specific question I wanted to ask Dabo. And also, you know, you want to talk to Trevor. 
So my thing was like, I'm writing about Trevor Lawrence. I'm going to follow Trevor Lawrence. And so you go there, and then Dabo starts with that I Gettysburg left. address time. I was sitting 12. next to you then. I yeah, left. and yeah, you got out like, of I'm out of here, man. Dabo's yeah. four score and seven years ago, we lost the game. <laughs> yeah, right. And it's West like immediately stands up. Yeah. They're like, dude, I feel like <laughs> yeah. to lose a game. And then, you know, oh. Trevor answers questions, like five questions. Yeah, and he's a, pretty a good. You know, he does. He, Trevor does okay. Answered five questions. And I finally get a chance to ask Dabo my question. And then what it's another question, Gettysburg and a half. I wanted all right. So Trevor Lawrence's last is play quite brief. No, it is. You're right. Yes. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> it's true. I, I, sorry, I would think of another stem this whining speech. This is not speech, a Bill but... Belichick post game where it's uh, no. Uh, we got uh, played in all three phases. Uh, yeah, and, uh, right. they made plays. It is yeah. what it is. Uh, right. uh, I don't. Yeah. I already answered all the questions. I think we already discussed the game. No, let's see. First of all, obviously a disappointing night for us. Not the way we envisioned it going. But let me for just first say, now we're on the second first. I think at that point, I was like, I think I got to get out of here. I'm incredibly thankful for our team. I'm thankful for our team. I'm thankful for God's grace for allowing me to be part of such a special group of people, coaches, staff, players. And just I say that really, after every podcast. I mean, incredible. <laughs> it's just an incredible year. Two years, won 29 games in a row. We've been a long time since I stood in front of a team with a loss. But this particular team, just really special. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I but love that's your him. passion, Dabo. No, but that's him. Yeah. How much sunshine can you blow out your ass? Seriously. Yeah. Well, a bunch. But that's every... Every answer from him is a long answer. Every answer. Sunshine often, 40 giving us the sunshine stats. When I think often, of sunshine yeah, and optimism. That is good. Often you want the long answers because somewhere in there, that's, yeah, that's one like, line. I finally ask out. him my question and he gives me several good sentences about Trevor. And then he's off all the rails again. You know, it's like then he's going through like the entire, we had a great decade. And we're like, oh my God, where, where are, are we? Beat Florida State. Which question did you ask? Uh, the first one. First question. First question to, to Dabo after Trevor Lawrence left the podium. Let me see. Let's let's grade Pat's question. Go for it. <laughs> grade it. Read it to me. Uh, Tanner Muse seems to have had the last. Oh, yeah. He, he, Tanner Muse got one question. Nobody wanted to talk to him, so they politely dismissed <laughs> Pat's it. Pat's mad at Tanner Here Muse. <laughs> well, he was late. He was. Dabo, can you talk about... Did I talk uh, about him? Oh, man. Your team's relationship. No, no, no. How blessed no, you no, are. No, to, no, 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 I'm sorry. That wasn't God. it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just kidding. Dabo, when Trevor had the fumble, came over to the sideline, you spoke to him di there directly. What did you tell him? Solid question. Good job, buddy. Good uh, job. You know what? Keep Direct. it short. Yep. Don't let him waver, man. All right. Yeah. I just told him to keep his head up. Okay. Yeah. It right. got better after okay. that. But I told him I loved him. Did he really? That's the thing. Probably then, did. Hey, listen, Who knows? Got, this is a great opportunity to lead and respond. You know, he's had so much good. We all have. We had so much unbelievable, so many great things. We never, he's never lost a game. I mean, he's not going to lose many. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, he ain't going to lose many. Well, of course not. You played the ACC. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in a year. That would have been awesome if he said that. Good. I mean, look, we're playing like <laughs> Georgia Tech and Virginia next year. Syracuse, Wake Forest. You think he's going to lose to them? <laughs> 2021 when he's the number one pick and he's on a terrible team, then they'll start losing. But not before then. Because, they're look, Clemson's going to be number one going into next year, period, end of story, by a wide margin. Got to be, right? Yes. Clemson's number one. Absolutely. Number two? I don't know. Bama, I mean, Ohio State? Bama, Ohio State, Georgia. One of those we three. Only five teams can possibly compete. Can we do a <laughs> of that? 
All right. Oh, Sully says so, we can wrap it up. Sully says we can <laughs> Thank wrap. God, we've basically just been talking to annoy. I think it's time yes. to head over to uh, Jazz City. Let's go buy some luggage. Spirits and luggage. <laughs> let's go. Buy, let's go buy some luggage. Uh, hey, thanks for listening. Uh, the, the podcast is not ending just because the college football season is because there'll be plenty of antics, shenanigans, and ridiculousness, and that's really what we talk about. I would also like to note that I kept driving the show back to football topics today, so screw both of you. <laughs> Uh, one out of a hundred and one. Now. Can, we, can we talk about chicken wars more? If yeah. you'd like to. One out of one hundred and one episodes. Oh, we have one hundred and one episodes. Well, the, the Dan yeah, Wetzel, like he's got a stat sheet in front of him, I'm and all of a sudden he wants to be Mike and Lombardi here. Popeyes you know? has won the the the, the chicken wars. Yeah. Popeyes has better chicken sandwich. I thought. Did yes, you agree? People percent eat it. Right. Sully. Mm-hmm. We better. all think the Popeyes chicken sandwich is better than Chick Fil A, and so did LSU. And LSU won the national title. So. Yep. What do you got? There you ding go. Ding, winner, winner, chicken dinner. There it is. <laughs> Priestess Katarina the is the real winner. I, I would go over and <laughs> see what she's going to tell my fortune, but I'm I guarantee you she's still going at it tonight. <laughs> I bet she is. Did you drop the kangaroo Tinder line on her? Right? I did. That was I unbelievable. Did. One of the great lines yeah. in podcast history. I said hop left. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I was proud of my line. Uh, well, I don't know uh, what we accomplished this year with this podcast. But we, uh, some of you laughed along, uh, but we're going to keep going every week. Uh, we'll incorporate some college basketball, whatever else, mainly football. We got another signing day. Yeah, the transfer portal. Oh, don't worry about it. People say dumb things. Lots of things like yeah. how much DUIs, pertinent college football. Yeah, Tennessee's topics. due for a spate of arrests. Oh, <laughs> Kiffin absolutely. and Leach are in the same state. Yeah. There's been yeah. way got, too many to good things with. happening in Knoxville. Yeah. We are due for mm. something. And like, <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go from Iowa podcast to a Mississippi podcast. Really, soon. it's gonna be big. <laughs> uh, also, Joe Burrow tonight was breaking the law by smoking cigars inside the Superdome, and I, I, a lot of people said, "Well, he can pretty much if you're an LSU player, you, you, there's no law you can break." And like I, I have a feeling there's a decent chance that tonight is the night. Will, I think you will escape prosecution. <laughs> I walked into the LSU locker room. It was like going into one of Marge Simpson's sister's lungs. I, I heard <laughs> it was it was absolute like Larry country of smoke. Yeah, <sighs> right. Probably, I literally walked in and I was like, I was writing about Lawrence the after the game. playoff for an unhealthy work environment. Yeah, someone get Bill Hancock on that. Yeah. Let's call a lawyer. Any uh, where's, what's that lawyer from Birmingham? Lionel that gave Hutz. me a cigar. <laughs> that guy at the, at Alabama he came by. Oh yeah, oh, he lit up my cigar. Ward Henniker. Ward, yeah. Yep. Ward, yep. we might have a class action case for you. <laughs> yeah. If you, you had to, you to make up a lawyer from Alabama's name, it would be Ward Henniker. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. I liked him. Yeah. And I know he's listening. All he right, is. we gotta go. I think. Yeah, we gotta people go. People are like. If you're still listening, God bless you. <laughs> we yeah. tried to end this like five minutes ago. <laughs> it is 3.20. Jazz City is still open. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Take care.